Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Let's jump into this. Uh, hey, who are you? Who am I? Who are you? I'm Todd. You? Hi, Todd. I'm Brian. Are you Adam? Adam. I'm Adam, yeah. There we go. Introductions done. Yay! And so we have no Lena. Uh, she just texted me. She's not making it. Uh, she is, um, I don't know. She's busy. Shame! She's too cool to Lena. hang out. I wish she was here so we could shame bell her. I know. Shame! Shame! But, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, welcome to the Funny Books of Firewater podcast. So, I'm sorry, what? Yes, glad she's not dead and we'll see her soon. Yes, we will. Podcast. We'll have her join us next month. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are doing Female Antihero uh, Month, and of course we have no women on the show. So that's... I mean, I'm hey. a hot woman, so that counts. I, sure. You can be whatever you want to be, darling. Um, what else was we doing? Oh yeah, so this week we are doing uh, Lenore the Little Dead Girl. Uh, or, let's see. Who picked this book? I don't... Okay, I, I picked it because I saw it didn't know anything about it. And actually... Yes. In my now we're story, gonna talk. You're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna be talking on this. No. One. So if you if you go on funnybooksandfirewater.com where we have our recipes for the for the uh, for this week for the drink, I did explain in there the fact that I went in completely blind. Yeah. No idea what the fuck this book was about, aside from this little snippet of a review that said it was fun, and I, I made a point in my thing to be like, Lenore is one of the most batshit crazy books I've ever read. Yeah. So well. Also, I realized we may not have all read the same version of it as well. Not to say that's going to change it, because the book I got is like the bloody best of Lenore. Oh, see, I just read uh-huh. the first five issues. Okay, so I read one of the Comicsology Unlimited issues, is what I read. Yeah, okay, that's so what I got the first too. five issues. So I probably yeah. read like I think the the first issue and the third issue and the fourth issue. Oh, and the fifth issue. So okay, so I read all but one of the same things as you. So we actually all are on the same page. Um, hey, I did not buy this book. Well, and that's the weird thing is, is that like, I have a book called The Bloody Best of Lenore, and I was like, really? That's your best? Really? But anyway, we're going to get into this. Uh, Yes. But Adam, as you were talking about, yes, we have a cocktail for this week. Uh, We do. Uh, It's called, What the Fuck Is This? Uh, Because I wanted a cocktail that was about as strange as this book. Uh, So you take a chilled martini glass in an ice-filled shaker. You add two and a quarter ounces of grape brandy, uh, seven quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, seven, uh, oh, Sorry, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of agave, uh, and a quarter ounce of squid ink. You shake the shit out of it, you strain into the chilled martini glass, and you garnish with a sprig of oregano. That is an incredibly black drink. It is, and I thought it'd be perfect for a book like saying, like, when you're drinking it, you're like, what the fuck is this? Now, the flavors sound nice. Yeah, I've had squid ink pasta, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I had that too, so. Yeah. Ah, Okay. Well, that will lead us to <laughs> drinking game rules, and I'm just afraid of what people are going to come up with. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this episode? And quote the Raven, quack. <laughs> Every time it takes a story or something that you've recognized before, and it just does something bloody and strange, you need to take a drink. That was that was going to be my rule, but I have a secondary one just in case. <laughs> okay, Mr. Adam, what is your secondary rule? Uh, mine is called Bring Out Your Dead. Every time the story ends with something getting killed. Well, that was mine. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, drip, drip, drop. Every time there is uh, blood, uh, take a drink. That's so we're all going to be dead. We're all going to be very, yeah, very so dead. So pick, pick a rule you like and yes. then small drinks and do it sparingly. Maybe like every other time it happens. Yeah. Right. Okay. So jumping in on this. Yes. I, so who wrote this? Oh, uh, Roman. Roman Durges. Durges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It seems like a sole project by Roman, doesn't it? It is. And I mean, okay. I don't know if, if your issue is as rough, your first issue is as rough as my first issue, but the first issue I read was rough. Uh, the babysitting one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, okay, so backtracking. Basically what this book is, is it's sort of like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. That's with, what reminded me of a lot, yeah. Yeah. It was like it was, it was very hot topicy. It was very like okay, we're gonna we're gonna take something kind of Tim Burtony and Jim. It was like a, a, it was a love child of uh, Tim Burton and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Is really yeah, kind like, of what it, it, it was like. very corpse breadish as far yeah. as the art style. Yeah, sure. And it felt like it was one of those things where, as I was describing it to Ellen earlier, I was like, there was a time and a place where I would have loved this. Like when I was in college and angsty, I loved Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And then I read it again on this show and didn't really feel that same love for it. It just felt random and bizarre and off the wall. And I kind of felt mm-hmm. the same way about this where I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's kind of dark. It's kind of weird. I, I, maybe I would have liked this when I was younger, but I feel like this was very much like a hot topic goth kind of thing. And I think I've actually seen, now that I've read it, I think I've seen some of these things at Hot Topic. Yeah, it's like this and like Emily, Emily the Strange, like I think in my head somehow are connected um, of just shit that I've seen a Hot Topic. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just a bunch of weird little like each vignettes. issue with its own little story. Yeah, it's vignettes. They're not very long vignettes. Um, oh, I read the book. Like, sometimes they're too long. Yeah, yes. well, and there's that too. They're not long vignettes, and you're like, this is dragging on. Yeah. So. Okay, so most of us are on the same page, but uh, Todd, what are your thoughts? So it's interesting, and dude, the guy made this. I've never made a comic. I've never followed through on this. Hats <laughs> yeah. off, dude. Way to go. Yeah. So I well, need according to, start to my off book, with... he did twenty. He's done twenty-five years of it. Holy shit! Was this like a passion project or something? Keep going. <laughs> Hats off. Congratulations. Not my cup of tea. It seems a lot of it, and it's a sense of humor, though. Is it's got all the setup for stuff, and then it says, and then this thing dies, and then this thing gets eaten, and then it swallows this tongue, and then there's blood everywhere. And you have the setup, but the payoff is somewhat unrelated to the setup. It gets slightly better sometimes, like when they revisit um, babysitting, you know. And then like the one dude comes back that uh, lights himself on fire for her, and right, and that starts growing me a little bit, but so. Many of the payoffs to the jokes to the setup seem like two different things. And it's like, oh, look, I'm being weird. I mean, the thing that made me smile the most is when you had that weird creature eating everything and he goes to eat the fish. And Lenore slaps on that squishy thing. It's like, leave fishy alone. And fishy's still dead, but that thing got squashed. And you're like, all right, that's kind of funny, but still weird. And it's just, I don't know. It feels like you're swimming in the kiddie pool with a dyed water and you're like oh look is this deep no 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 it isn't <laughs> there's, there's not a lot yeah. to it. it it's you know yeah. and the thing of it is i'm not sure it's trying to have a lot to it probably not you know what i mean i also right kind of wonder if this is a book that is not meant to be read everything in conjunction together you know right is this little snippets that you're like oh because like i haven't read family circle collections yeah and I imagine that one would be great. And, uh, like, Calvin and Hobbes and Farsight holds up, but they're the exception that proves the rule. See, I would argue against that in the sense that we did Adulthood is a Myth, and those are all meant to be one-shots, but they tie together perfectly. Okay, that's It's brilliant. Yeah. And Adulthood is a Myth. Because it's much better than this. (laughs) Yeah. It's brilliant. It is... The thing of it, it is, I I mean, I, I'm a cis dude, right? But I look at that, and even if I didn't directly identify with it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> my wife's done that. This, the, I mean, th- this comes from such a, adulthood is a myth, has such honesty to it. Yeah. And this one, there 
is not, I say honesty, it seems there, there, there's a realness to adulthood is the myth. He's like, oh, I totally see that. Oh, I totally get that. And you're like, there's this person doing these weird things because someone drew him that way. And like, yeah. is this character real? I don't know what Lenore is. Who is Lenore? Uh-huh. This weird little girl? Okay. But that girl. Who's Lenore? Who's yeah. Lenore? I can tell you who, yeah, the other one is. I think part of the problem is, is that it's sort of the nature of the goth movement 25 years ago, too. At least what we Isn't read. Isn't that old? Uh, let me look it up really fast. Yeah, no, so the, the volume I had came out in 2017, and it was marking the 25 years of Roman Dirge's uh, Lenore. Oh. So, so yeah. this was coming out while you and I were still in primary education. Yes. I was, too. Yeah. So, so like, that's wow. why I'm saying, like, it, it's also, I mean, if you look at it that way, it is the similar time frame to Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, it was originally published from 1998 in February through July 2017, and then they relaunched it in 2009 to present. Okay. Because there's two different Lenore volumes. Yeah. I'm just on Wikipedia. I'm this came Lenore. out the same year as Columbine. Oh, that's interesting. And also very telling. Or just but before. Yeah, this does feel very You're much right. of that time and place. You know what I mean? It feels... Someone watched Marilyn Manson, got Marilyn Manson's first album, and decided to do this. And he's in deep shit right now, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- but yeah. Not coming. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like there's a certain amount of falseness that came specifically with that sort of goth time frame in my head. I don't know if it was just my experience, but like... With the goth kids at school, like it always, it felt to be a facade. You know what I mean? Like Tim Burton was naturally kind of like a gothy kind of guy, and then it felt like there was a time frame where like everyone was sort of putting on that mantle. Um, and then after Columbine, a lot of people shed that really quickly. And this seems to be Phil's more like the the false side of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it and trying to. You're right. Well, here here's the problem I have with goth kids. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I've my entire mental images of goth kids has been completely supplanted with. South Park. I was just thinking about those guys. Oh, interesting. Like, what do you think of goth kids are like picture goth kids and I think of the South Park characters. Yeah. Well, and there's like, I mean, even at Disneyland, there's a, there's a Bats Day where it's like the goth people come and hang out. And I'm like, you're fucking goth kids hanging out at Disneyland. Like, what could be like, more ungoth then? I know, and they meet and have a group photo taken in front of the fucking castle. And I was like, okay, I get it, but if you're going to hang out in front of the Haunted Mansion all day, fine, cool, whatever. But like, like big old pink and blue castle behind a bunch of kids dressed in black. And they always have in the middle of the summer when it's fucking hot as hell in California. Like, why mm-hmm. do that to yourself? Anyway, that's aside from the point. But no, again... There is a review of the book. Why do that to yourself? (laughs) Well, and what's interesting, too, I was just looking it up. So Johnny the Homicidal Maniac's run ended about a year before this started. Oh, interesting. So So inspired by. I can see it very inspired by. Um, And it's funny because Brian mentioned the fact that, you know, he read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac back when, you know, you were younger in college and stuff. And then reading it again now, you're like, oh, it's very much a sign of its times. See, I hadn't read it before then, so that was my mm-hmm. first experience. And then reading this, you know, when I I picked it out because I was just honestly on a page. I googled female antiheroes, and this popped up as one of the list. Uh, yeah, I think I think did I put in Harleen as well? I think I might have done that yeah, one I too. Think he, I think you mentioned I'd read it before, but I think you had brought yeah. it up. So I think yeah. And so there were a couple off the list that I chose. I think it, actually no antihero too. Like I, think, yeah. I think I picked the you line did a lot share. This month. You did a lot yeah, this actually month, yeah. I actually contributed. Uh, so I didn't know what this was, and so I was very surprised when I opened it, and I was like, okay, this is, yeah, this is Johnny the Homicidal Maniac crossed with uh, Caroline, Coraline. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be like a bunch of vignettes and everything else, and yeah, the whole time I was reading it, I just, I couldn't keep from going back to Johnny. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, this, I could see where this influence was, and I see, I didn't know it was, it launched so close to 
when that came out. But yeah, I'm right on the same page as far as this definitely, you can tell, is older. Mm-hmm. And it's playing to that market. And yeah, I, I guarantee you I could walk in a Hot Topic right now and I can pick out 20 pieces of merch tied to this staged right next to Johnny. Yeah, probably. Within five seconds, I could walk in and see that. And I'm sure now that I, you know, I don't shop at Hot Topic too often, but I can guarantee you next time I go in there looking for some special pop they have, I will find some stuff that is like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Are you ready for this, Adam? I'm ready. It's still better than Deadpool Max. It is. It's better than Bobobo, too. <laughs> but is it is it better than Dark Empire? Because that's my shame. You know, I think Todd doesn't like doesn't claim as many bad things when he. I mean, one of these days he's gonna he's gonna recommend a bad one. Oh, dude, I recommended Strange Fruit. Oh, that's true. I guess that is it's your true. That, that's yours. Okay. Come on, I'll own it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, so we but, all we all have skeletons in our closet. After two hundred one episodes, we have skeletons in our closets of shitty books that we picked for the show. Right. We can't all be good. Max. <laughs> But the problem is Deadpool Max was actually recommended by you. Like, even Bo-Bo-Bo, how that came our way, it's like, great, we've got to read it because of this, and I'm down. And I don't blame Q at all because of how it came about. I'm like, great, we're down. Yeah. And we all read it in something, but Deadpool Max is like, dude, yeah, let's read it. This was fun. And I'm like, what were you thinking? Yeah, you know, I honestly... I mean, if I'm like, and I, I think it actually Let's does talk. apply. To, yeah. I think it does apply to this conversation. I uh-huh. think that from the time we, I, I think that my uh, analysis of reading comics has changed significantly since I've started doing the show. You know what I mean? Sure. I think a lot of times, honestly, what I was doing is, is because I was doing shows. I would read comics because, like. When you read a book at like at work, you constantly read the same paragraph over and over and over again because you have to like put it down, do something, bring back. Yeah, yeah, and you keep reading, catching up. Comic books and graphic novels were really easy for me to take to work because I always like could look at the panel and go, "Oh, it was right here," and figure out where I was. And so, chances are, I, I mean, I was. It was more like, I mean, I guess the best way I could say is like more like being an average film goer and then all of a sudden becoming a film critic and you just start noticing different things. I was about to go there. Focus is different. You know what I mean? So it's like that's the. It's the exact same thing. I was like, I think that I probably read Deadpool Max, thought it was a cool, fun thing. And at the time, I was probably reading a lot of fucking Deadpool on compared to maybe the other Deadpool. It was good or bad. It, you know, and then you read three and go, okay, this is cool. This is cool. And then, you know, then you have to sit down and actually concentrate on it. It's like, you know, it's like sitting there, like walking past graffiti and noticing graffiti and then going back and analyzing it as an actual art form, you know, or uh-huh. artistic piece. You're like, you're going to look at it very differently. Um, so I have a perfect example that ties into this. So there was yeah. a movie. Yeah, go. With uh, Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas called uh, Original Sin. Okay. And it was like a erotic, like, creepy a love. Sexy thriller. Mist- sexy thriller kind of thing with a twist ending. And when I saw it, I think I might have been early 20s. If, yeah, I think I was early 20s easily. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like, it's just like, it's this cool thing. It's sexy, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Although it was on TV, like, we had a free HBO and it came on like a couple years ago. This is after I've been doing the film critic thing for a while. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through 20 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh my fucking God, this is contrived. This is stupid. Like every single little thing about it was just, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I can't even, I walked out of the room, turned it off, but that's where I came at, you know, and it, I'm sure part of, you know, maturing and being 20 and then being in your thirties changes how you perceive the world and perceive everything else. Yeah. But right. also like you were saying, because now we, you know, we still read and enjoy comics. That's always, yeah. that's not going to change, but we are now. Sure. 
specifically, especially with the ones we're reading for this show, we are now looking at them in a different light because now we got to go talk to people and tell them, hey, this is why you should or shouldn't read it. We're analyzing it more. So we're going to find things we didn't see the first time. And it, yeah. you know, and Brian, you were saying being at work and you had, you know, hey, I can read like two pages, put it down, go do my job, come back, read two more pages. But now that we're sitting down more and like, hey, we're going to read this in like one, two or three settings, depending on how long the book is. Yeah. And looking at it with a different eye. Like I can guarantee you that if we went back and reread some of the books we've done in the last year or six months, we'll say six months since we kind of came back from our mm-hmm. hiatus and did those, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in some of our first episodes, we would give it wildly different reviews mm-hmm. because we've changed. And like, that's just part of life. Not only as far as becoming an, a more mature adult for some people, some people yeah. not mature, but also as we've honed our craft. Yeah. Cause this is a craft. So- I mean, Really, we're here again, being though, stupid. We're just we're we're doing stuff. No, we are so stupid, I, but we are doing stuff. We are so yeah. stupid. But <laughs> my whole takeaway from is Deadpool's Max is better if you read one to two pages at a time. Forget everything about it and go. Eh, this is all right. Let me forget about the previous two pages. You just want me to admit that I was wrong. Deadpool Max was a mistake. I, I will admit that it was. <laughs> At the record show that I wanted to do Deadpool, I wanted to do Deadpool Dead Presidents. Here's the thing: I I still maybe we will do it. Actually, you know what we should do, Adam? We should do. Uh I'm trying to think in my head. We should do like a Deadpool month. Not even necessarily month. I think I think a month Deadpool would be too much. But like maybe we we pick like two books and go head to head or something like that. Like, and I can pick. I can try to make up for Deadpool Max, but I don't know if I can take. You kind of need to because that thing was rough. It really was. It really really was. Um, but Adam, I kind of, there's something you had said that kind of made me think about this as well, is mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to sound too gatekeepery about this, but is this comic intended for an audience that doesn't traditionally read a lot of comics? Oh, I think it is hundred percent. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, it, and we, who is the target audience? Yeah, I think, I think the target audience teenagers. is, you know, is, is teenagers who shop at Hot Topic, like kind of, you know, nineties goth kids who are kind of into that. And, you know, we'll pick this up in a, a shop. I don't know if they're, like... Into My tradition. Chemical Romance. Yeah, into My Chemical Romance and, like, you know... Who's gone on to write some very good books. <laughs> oh, I mean, here's the thing. I love My Chemical Romance. I saw them on tour before they broke up. At least, I don't know. what I, I think they toured again. But, like, I saw them. I've seen them on tour. I love My Chemical Romance. I probably... I mean, I still wear black every day, but that's because my job requires it. But, like, I think I was probably a pseudo-goth kid. Like, I was into metal and shit, but I don't know. Um, we but, weren't yeah. goth kids. Come uh, on. No, there was we no were. makeup involved. No, we Let's were be clear. Lame. I mean, I was a um, theater kid, so there was makeup involved. But yeah, well, yeah, but still, we were. No, no, no. People used to go, I was like, Todd, you wear a lot of black. You must be goth. And I'm like, you're a moron. That, that's just because we were in Utah. Yeah, so I'm like, you're a moron. Yeah. So actually, Brian, I do have a counterpoint to that. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that our saying, like, hey, we don't enjoy this book. Or, you know, and I didn't hate it. Let me get it. I was actually flipping through pages, and I found the one where they're playing leapfrog, and the person jumps into the wood chipper. And I thought that was hilarious, because it made yeah. me think of Fargo. Uh we're not telling you that if you like this book, you're wrong, or you're not no, a real yeah. comic book fan, or you blah, 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 this and that. So I don't see what we're doing as gatekeeping, because, you know, if you've read this book and you think it's, like, the best thing in the world, I am so incredibly happy for you. It's some people who yeah. love the movie, the Twilight movies. I am so glad those bring you joy. They didn't bring me joy, and it's mm-hmm. part of my job to say this movie sucks. But if you're sitting there like, you know, honestly, I love this movie. I don't care. I'm like, good. 
go for it. I'm not going to yeah. tell you you're more or less of a film fan or more or less of a comic book fan for liking this. So I don't think we're gatekeeping, and I will. And that's what the issue I took with what you said because yeah. we're not telling you you can't like this and enjoy comic books. I guess that's yeah. my point. I'm going to. Yeah, I think more what I was trying to say is I, I don't feel like the audience for this comic or the intended audience for this comic was a traditional comic book audience, and I also just don't think that it currently fits into my sense of humor. It may have back when it originally came out, but oh, I now agree. I'm like I don't really feel like I'm the target audience for it. I don't really feel like it. I don't. I don't know. Like that. That's sort of more of what it is. It's like. It, it, it can be a fine comic, but it's just not the right one for me right now. And if I were to recommend sure. it to anyone, it would probably have to be someone very specific. Um, you know. <laughs> Although, I going a few pages further, I did enjoy the one where she was squeezing the hamsters at the... Uh... Oh my gosh, yeah. There are <laughs> the funny moments shot. in it. <laughs> the, the problem is this is is there are funny moments but it it's sort of a one note joke where it always ends in some some horrible death or mutilation you know what i mean like it's sort of over and over again like it's that's sort of the well, that was my drinking game rule <laughs> i know but like that's that's part of I guess that's part of my issue with it, too, is, like, it's, like, okay, great, everyone fucking dies every time, but, like, I don't know. I kind of was hoping that, I don't know, maybe I was looking for more of a narrative to it. I don't know. I, I was, too. And, and, again, the the snippet I read while looking for books for this month was they almost made it sound like it was a narrative. They didn't mention yeah. it was vignettes. They didn't mention that it was little, mm-hmm. you know, three-story based on, like, you know, the, the Ravens wanted them. Mm-hmm. You know, that that wasn't right. in the in the little, like, you know, the, the capsule review. We'll save this book. So, you know, again, like, you know, hey, why'd you recommend it? It's like, well, I saw something cool online that said yeah. you should, you will enjoy this book because it's a female anti-hero, and she very yeah. much is. Uh, and reading up online, apparently she does go through a phase where she doesn't, like, she's, like, accidentally killing people instead of being malicious, and then she goes back to being malicious probably because they lost readers. I, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, th- this is not a book for us, much the same the anti-hero wasn't. And but anti-hero mm-hmm. was cute, and I could see... I could see, like, we talked about younger yeah. audiences, especially younger, you know, female readers, Really like being like, oh, cool! Like I saw Avengers, now I want to get into comics. Yeah, it was a good gateway drug. I think yeah. I think that was the exact word we used. So sure, but okay. Uh, anybody else have any other thoughts on it? No, no, no. no? Okay. Uh, do you want to do grades? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, uh, Mr. Adam, uh, I'm going to go with a C. You know, again, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. Also, something that I realized I was not the target audience for. Uh, I think there are going to be kids out there. You know, like we talked about the hot hot topic kids. I think there are people out there who are going to find this hilarious. And Brian, like you said, maybe when this came out when I was 18, I would have thought it was funny as shit. Like, oh, this reminds me of the Happy Tree Friends. That's what yes. it is. Yes, Happy, Tree, Happy Friends. Tree Friends. And I, oh, I remember very specifically in my early 20s, I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. And I saw a clip on, someone posted it on Facebook, Instagram, something like that. I was like, this is dumb as hell. What the fuck was wrong with me? Yeah. No, I think if you're late teens, early 20s, you will absolutely love this. You mm-hmm. will find it hilarious because it's very much that happy tree friends. And I, I, I'm glad I thought of that because I forgot about that when I was talking about it earlier. Um, I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to go every single page laughing your ass off. But once you've kind of gotten past that, it's it's not going to do it for you. So again, C. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's just there. But if you're the target audience, you're going to have fun. So okay, uh, Mr. Todd. So in my twenties, which I loved, and I listened to it recently, and it's childish, but I would say still holds up is one fierce beer coaster. Okay. And the thing of it is, for those of you who don't know, it's a Bloodhound funny, Gang album. Thank you. I was like, I was thinking it was Bloodhound Gang, but it wasn't. It's true. one with yeah, uh, Firewater Burn on it. Um, the, uh-huh. my favorite track on it is called Boom, which has uh, Vanilla Ice on it. Is that the one you're pretty when you're drunk? Yeah. Uh, yes. That's. Or on does that, that smell my yes. fingers? 
Okay. Uh, pretty, both of those, I think, are on that album. Okay. Maybe I don't remember. So, and the thing of it is, though, is it still holds up. And I'm trying to decide, do I think it holds up because I loved it because I read it then, but I didn't read this then, so I don't like it now because I didn't like it then. I don't know. But this is a C. And But it's the, um, yeah, I mean, he did it. It went for a long time, kept going. And those that want to like it will like it. I think you need a want to like it. Know what I mean? It's like, if you liked Rise of Skywalker, that's a willful like. I liked it overall. I didn't like lots of it, though. It's that Rise of Skywalker is a very conflicted <laughs> Star Wars review from me. <laughs> that was Todd putting a quarter in, but um, I, <laughs> it's no last Jedi. I'm just going to go off that. So anyway, um, <laughs> because that's the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> I mean, I like the Last Jedi, but I loved it. Oh, last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, and I can that that's the hill I'll die on. So I mean, mine is Rogue. Did you one. see that? Me, my found, and I sent it to you guys. It was a uh, picture of Luke going, bad news is I have COVID. It says, good news is I can appreciate the sequel trilogy because I can no longer have taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not seen that one, but that's... Again, find joy in things unless people are actively telling you you suck for liking it. Have fun with it, so... Yeah. Well, there we and, go. And here's the thing, as we've been talking about this, so I'm going to give it a, a C. And part of my question uh-huh. or thought process is, is I also just am wondering, speaking of all the COVID shit, if maybe just with society and the world that we're currently in, we're not in a place to appreciate something dark like this. You know what I mean? That like, could be, right? Could like, we need to re- look at this like a year after everyone's vaccinated? Yeah, or like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so like, this came out toward, like, I mean, the economy was kind of doing okay. We weren't fucking at war yet, I don't think. 9-11 you know? had happened, so. Yeah, 9-11 hadn't happened. When this came out, it was, I mean, because also it's like, punk was a reaction to, you know, the disco of the 70s. So, like, if there's a lot of sort of bubblegum pop stuff, having this darker element and subculture thing really sort of pays off into it. Um, and, like, and it really is subversive, but then that also is where some of the humor comes from. It just feels like maybe, as I'm thinking about it now, maybe part of it is, yes, I think that I've just matured and, and sadly gotten, you know, older and, and become a little bit more critical. Is this the reaction to Nirvana? I'm not even saying that. I think it just might be part of that sort of subculture thing. You know what I mean? And so sure, that maybe... No, I- here, yeah. Yeah. So maybe like, you know, yeah, like in a couple of years when, you know, the world is a little bit more mellow and we can, I mean, maybe it'll be more appreciative. I don't know. Um, All right. So yeah, that's sort of my two cents on it. Well, I mean, I've never lost my fucked up sense of humor. So, but the, then again, I am an anomaly. So who knows? I mean, but here's the thing is there's, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a difference there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, cool. Does anybody else have anything else? No. No. We miss you, Lena. Miss you, Lena. Lena. Same without you. That's true. We miss our Sasquatch jokes. We can't make them without Sasquatch. That's true. Lumbering around the background, hiding in the trees. If no one's gonna cringe, what's the point? True. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we just say. Lena from now on is is just gonna refer to her as like she's hiding out in the woods, uh, lumbering around with her lumberjack Sasquatch, cleaning off the dingleberries. I mean, if a Sasquatch sits in the woods, you know. True. That's right. If he gets really cold, does he get, like, those snowballs all over the place? I mean, Honestly, and, part and, of what I'm doing right now is because I've just been editing, I'm literally keeping my mouth shut so that I can still edit that in and keep it in just with some pure, you know, brilliance in there. <laughs> so I don't have to don't talk over the top of it and have to lose some of it or, or ruin some of your... Yeah, because Lena's going to come back and be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> 
I mean, in, in my line of work, you know, dingleberries are an occupational hazard, so we got to be careful of those. In your line of work? Yeah. Yes. Do I want to ask? No, it's just a no. joke about having butt sex. But that's not your line of work. It's an occupational hazard. I know, but that, that that's Clark's line of work, not your line of work. We go both ways. <laughs> I do think it's funny that my boss made me blush at work today. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so... I, I think I told you guys the fact that uh, on Friday night, our washing machine, like, the seal broke, so it just, like, overflowed, and, like, literally yeah. our, mm-hmm. our uh, well, Todd, you've been there, so our second floor, like, the lights were, like, raining, mm-hmm. and so we called them over, they came to look at it, and then, sure. an hour, like, three hours later, after they left, there's huge bubbles of seams with, like, water just, like, pouring down out of our ceiling and on the second floor. So we put uh, towels out and everything else, but I took pictures and video to be like, you guys need to come fix this shit. Like, this is not cool. Like, I want to check for mold, everything else, because... Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I was, like, talking to my boss at work today, and I was like, hey, let me show you what happened on Friday. And it's just, it's in my front room, and Todd, you've been there. It's, you know, we've got the table with shit on it, and we got mm-hmm. like, my cabinet of movies. I just went up and down, let him see it, and he's like, oh my god, Adam, I can't believe you'd have that out in the open. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like... Dude, that's like not appropriate. And I'm like, there was nothing there. And he's like, he's like, no, I saw it. And I just like turned red for no reason. Cause I was like, there was nothing there. He's like, oh, what I did got you say? <laughs> I got you to blood. Because we just had a conversation recently about kinks and everything else that was kind of funny. And uh, he's like, I was like, dude, those things are upstairs in the closet where no one can see it. And then uh, it was just everyone was there and like it was busting up laughing. He's like, I made you blush. And I was just, I was like, yeah, they did that on my podcast the other day too. So that's true. We can get Adam to blush. We're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's right. Yes. 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 If you can make a cum dumpster blush, an angel gets its wings. If you give, a, if you make a cum dumpster blush, you'll want a cookie. If you give the cum dumpster a cookie, I, I got no, nowhere to follow that way. I, I don't. Yeah, I was waiting for like some kind of comeback for me, and I just didn't have one. So, yeah, so I was waiting for my own <laughs> response, but it never came. Uh, <laughs> oh, but Clark no! did. But I'm um, okay, we're gonna leave it at that. My terrible jokes uh, aside. Yeah. Um, here we are. <laughs> I wish we could go out on something better. I'm sorry. That's a terrible joke to end on, but that's how it's going to go. Miss you, Lena. Miss you, Lena. Lena. So you what, see what we talk about when Lena's not around? See, see what you've done to us, Lena, with your absence? See what we you've done? We need her to rein us in, because like, she gives us those We're becoming more basic. Basic? We're basic bitches now? Yes. I've always been We once, are. So. That's right. Actually, so what are we doing next month? It's a brand new month. Uh, well, we have one more week. Well, next week is it a- ne- next week we're doing Catwoman. Oh uh, shit! I thought yeah, I forgot about the yeah. Never mind. My te- my text from yesterday makes no sense because I totally forgot about Catwoman. So yeah, please so, uh, pardon me all the hell. So. Yeah, so we're gonna do Catwoman next, and hopefully have uh, a guest. Uh, Ellen is hoping to join us again because she's read this one. Uh, it's by Joel Jones, um, and it follows yes. up. Uh, right after the the wedding that wasn't for uh, Batman and Catwoman, which if you didn't know mm-hmm. about that, sorry, spoilers alerts, but uh, you know that was a couple of years ago at this point in time. Um, well, I mean, they didn't let Batwoman marry her wife either, so that's true too. Yeah. Uh, so for April, we are doing a music month. Um, so we are going to be doing, which I think I actually picked all these books, so I'm going to be completely to blame. I just realized that looking at it. So <laughs> it can't be Deadpool Max bad. So. I mean, one of these might be. Uh, but we're oh. going to be doing Archie Meets Kiss. Uh, the Fifth Beatle, which is about um, Brian... What is his name? The Beatles manager. Wilson. Oh, no. No. Uh, Epstein. <laughs> Brian Epstein. Wilson. That's um, hilarious. Uh, actually, Todd and I met the artist from The Fifth Beetle at uh, uh, Big... Uh, uh, uh-huh. What was that yeah. called? Big, Big Adventure? Adventure. Big Adventure. And uh, his his significant other was very... I don't think they did very, that again, did they? No, they never did. It, it was too weird of an event. It was great, but it was too fucking weird. Um, and then also after the whole Chris Hardwick shit... And 
and all that. It just it never went anywhere. Um, sure. And then after that, we're gonna be doing uh, Bowie, which is actually by uh, Allred, who uh, did um, Mad Men comic or the Mad Men comic. Not to be Alien confused with the TV Spice. show. Um, and then we're gonna do Phonogram, which is the first book that uh, uh, Kieran Gillian and uh, Jamie Collins. Jamie McKelvey? McKelvey, yes, Jamie McKelvey did. Uh, we loved their work on Wicked and the Divine, and this is yes. a, a precursor of that. Um, it's in two volumes. I think we're just going to read the first volume for the show. Um, yep. And a lot of similarities, actually. It's it's basically um, people who have musical powers based on their genre, um, rather than you know being based in um, gods or myths. Actually, there's a lot of similarities between Wicked and Divine and Phonogram, but it's the predecessor, so we'll, we'll see those connections. Um, sure. And then after that will be May, which we're tentatively going to be doing all Star Wars books for May the 4th be with you. Yes. Um, so... But we have to figure out what the fuck we're going to do for that. But next week will be Catwoman and then music all around. Uh, and I think that'll do it for yep. us. Cool. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 You were late. Like, oh, that was hideous. Just well, see you, Elena. See what you've done to us. Shame. 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 Shame.